Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Hello Universe. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> was that good? That was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Cool. <laughs> um, we are so excited for you this week, guys. I am just so excited because I have two of my actual favorite human beings in front of me, and I'm going to just spend the next, I don't know, 90 minutes talking to both of them. Welcome to the show, Vanessa Love, one of my dearest friends. Hi. Yes, this I'm is exciting so for me too. <laughs> I just want to tell you a little bit about Vanessa uh, before we jump into our first question. So Vanessa is a Reiki master, a medical Qigong expert is that the right word practitioner uh, practitioner <laughs> uh she is like just this wildly powerful energy worker a deeply generous person and does this really incredible work in particular on energy healing and wealth and recalibrating our relationship to abundance that's so meaningful and profound and oh and she's an expert at teaching she has this really beautiful way of teaching manifestation as it relates to energy work and the way in which these two things are deeply linked and how one can support the other. She's also one of my dearest friends. Welcome to the show, Vanessa Love. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, for asking me here. I'm so, I'm beyond excited to be here. <laughs> I kind of can't contain myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was already saying at the top of the show, I feel like this was inevitable. It was meant to be. So yeah, now yeah. we've reached this moment, which is really kind of special. Yeah. So Vanessa, as you know, our very first question that we love to ask is, what is spirituality for you and how does it show up in your everyday life? Mm. It's like a million dollar question. Um, so spirituality to me is the acknowledgement of something much, much greater than ourselves. Like so much greater than ourselves. Um, but also like my, my, I feel like my whole makeup is duality. And so not only the fact that there is something so much greater than ourselves, but the fact that there's that same thing that is so much greater inside of us, inside of me. Mm. So that thing that I'm thinking about that's out there, that's so much bigger, that this, there's this part of myself that's way bigger than I could ever have imagined knowing that there's a piece of that inside of me is just, you know, like, like I said, to me, everything is duality and I sense both of those things. And so that's what spirituality is to me and the acknowledgement of it, connecting to it and how it shows up for me in my daily life. It's, it's, it is, it's literally every day. It's, um, it's my favorite thing to connect to. I love connecting to myself every day. And then I also love connecting to the all that is. And you know what I mean by that is sitting down meditating and having my grandparents who have passed away just knock on the door in my meditation space and be like, hey, we just want to tell you that we love you. And here's some advice on XYZ, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to do that and just knowing that, um, knowing that I know nothing and being open to everything, everything that's out there. 
I love knowing that I know nothing. That always actually so makes me feel better. Rather. Right. It's so good. Can you, can you talk about duality for a hot second? I'm curious what you mean by that. I have felt like, um, I guess an inner, the best I can show is like inner battle, you know, with, um, with who I am and like what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm the kid that was like the black sheep of the family having psychic experiences when I was a child, randomly remembering what I'm supposed to do here on the planet at 10 years old. And then just like going about my day. Cause like, I didn't, couldn't really do anything about it right then. And also knowing that I was supposed to lead somehow and not really knowing what it was at the time. And then also having this other part of myself that's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be in any kind of spotlight. I don't want to be like a leader to me. It, it always seemed like a leader is someone who's up in front of everyone, you know, and like talking and having the spotlight on them. And I was like, no, but I'm supposed to help everyone. So mm-hmm. that doesn't like seem right to me. And then you know, I love all metaphysical. I love everything metaphysical. So I was also like very obsessed with astrology. I just finished my astrology course and we'll start reading natal charts because I think knowing yourself is it's key. It's key. It's, it's key in so many things that I can't even get into it right now, Mm -hmm, (laughs) but, mm -hmm. um, getting to know myself and looking at my chart and seeing that I'm an Aquarius stellium with Leo rising. That's duality. That is, I am my opposite. I am my opposite. So like having that um, sort of battle, I, I don't really like using the word battle, but like, you know, the inner like conflict all the time of like, help everyone. No, you need to lead, but you need to help everyone. And it's, it's interesting. Even my astrologer was like, it must be really hard to be you <laughs> like being like, you're probably torn like all the time. I'm like, yeah, I am. It's oh, really hard. I can, I can relate to that super hardcore though, because I think, um, that's also somewhat my personality, but something that my mentor told me, which I think is helpful is that, you know, we're, it's not so much that we also, it's not so much that we teach what we have had to learn, but we teach what we've been initiated into. And so if that is like, really, this is like a Pilar thing, which I like love so much. Um, it's really helped shift me see a lot of like my life lessons. Like if polarity is something that you natural, that it's like naturally already who you are in your mind and in your chart, it's like, there's also a gift to be shared there where you can help people also understand duality and like live with duality because, because everything there is also a black and a white, you know, there's a, there's a yin and a yang to everything. There's, there's for every, you know, there's no good without bad. Like these things are actually ultimately one, like blah, 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 blah. Like when you learn that in within yourself, I could see you also teaching other people how to be, how to hold that space mm-hmm. without it needing to be like a conflict. And also being able to connect with the other, connect with everyone, because essentially if you are your opposite, then you hold everything mm. within you. That's like the saying in astrology is if you, if you have like my sun sign is Aquarius, if your rising sign is its polar opposite, then you know the whole Zodiac, then you know everyone because Mm -hmm. you're, you're that and everything in between. And that like really stuck with me of like, well, well then of course I'm a teacher because I have to learn to speak and communicate and connect with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So here's a question that I have for you as someone who knows you. Um, 
you're one of those people who I just think is like wide open to spirit. Like you mentioned earlier, like meditating and your grandparents being like, Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm always fascinated by that. Um, I think now I can recognize it as like, it was like a, like a homing beacon. Like, you know, like this thing that I was always fascinated by because it's actually like how I'm oriented, you know, I just didn't know. It yeah. Um, but I'm really curious to know what your journey was to kind of being someone who's so just like tapped into spirit and downloads and channeling and, you know, visitations from your grandparents and that sort of thing. Cause mm -hmm. it strikes me that you're someone who like, it happens to kind of within like when you're intentional about it, but also just kind of like delightfully mm -hmm. randomly. And I'm so curious, I guess my question is kind of, yeah, just like, what was your journey to, to that? Yeah, so I feel like um, even when I was a child, I always felt connected to it. Like I felt the way that it started out was I knew I wasn't alone. Mm. You know that feeling when you feel like someone's looking at you or you feel like there's someone there, someone's in the room with you. And I, I'd look around, I'd always do it. I'd look around and there's no one there. Mm. And, and I would talk to myself by myself and be like, there's nobody here, Vanessa. Like what, why? Do you? But I felt it so hardcore and so for years like that's what it was I just felt like there was someone there I felt like I wasn't alone um and it felt like a like comforting feeling it didn't feel like yeah no alone. it didn't feel scary yeah no it was not scary at all. <laughs> yeah no I was just I remember feeling like I don't know is it angels is it um my great-grandmother is it you know because my grandma was still alive at that time like I I don't know I don't know who this is and I just I also wasn't as connected to my intuition then to intuit who it was. Mm -hmm. I was just more mm -hmm. like, oh, there's somebody here and I don't know who it is. Um, and then something happened. I want to say when I was a teenager, when was the first time this happened? I was a teenager. I was 17 years old. I haven't told this story very often, you guys. Like, Ooh, we're getting the oh, exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> yeah, this is really like, it's kind of a big deal. Um, when I was 17, I got pregnant and I was terrified. And I was, a, I was, I, it was summer between junior and senior year of high school. And I didn't know what to do. I like didn't tell anybody about my sister and so I, I felt that there was spirits around me. Mm. So I remember before bed one night, I was like, I just prayed. I yeah. prayed out to whoever I knew was there. And I said, if I'm supposed to be this child's mom, I will do the best I can. I'll be the best person for that child. I'll, I'll, I'll do everything I can in my power to be a mom. But if this isn't supposed to happen, if this is not my path, then I, I don't want to do, then I don't want to do this and just, I, I don't want, then take it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had that prayer three nights in a row. I remember this, like it was yesterday, it was three nights in a row. And I woke up the third morning and I had a miscarriage. And that was the first time I ever knew for certain that someone was listening. Yeah. And the reason why is because I asked for something specific. I was specific about this. I was like, if, if this, if I need to be this being's mother for a reason, I'll do it and I'll do the best I can. 
if this is not my, if this isn't the way that my life is supposed to go, then fix it. (laughs) How, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful example of being specific. And also like we've talked before in the show about the complicated balance of like, like offering something up, like asking for something specific and then also not being attached to the outcome. Mm, and yeah. obviously there was a part of you that was 17 and really fucking scared, right? So if you weren't in this like Zen, not attached state, but you right. asked this question that made space for like, that it, it made space for spirit, God, divine, you may know better than me. And I'm up for that assignment, mm-hmm. but my vote is this, my vote's over here. <laughs> right. And, and I think that's I was, a really. I was 17 oh. years old. Like even just, I remember telling that story to, to my, my boss, when I was getting into spirituality and the owner of IU, the spa that I was working at. And she was like, wait, how old were you? When you like said these things out loud to whoever, like you were yeah. 17. Like, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I was 17. Yeah. I was at the mall when I was 17. Like yeah. I don't know, eating hot dog on a stick or something. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> no. That's wild. That was my that was during my Catholic phase. So I was like hanging out in church. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, happened. That was the the very first like the super profound, like someone was listening. Yeah. I was talking to someone and they responded. Yeah. They responded. And so and okay, sorry, one more thing, because I'm actually obsessed with this way that you formulated the prayer because you also made space to be shown that you were taken care of, right? Because the way in which you said like, if this, okay, if otherwise, this is my request. And in, and there's a way that you made space to be shown what you, you know, the path and also to be shown that you were taken care of, you know, in this mm-hmm. way that was somewhat unmistakable. I think sometimes we can pray in a way that doesn't actually allow us to be wowed by the outcome even if we get what we want yeah. you know like our logic can come in and be like oh well that just happened because of x y and z yeah but there's a way that you like really put you like you didn't say like well then give me a sign that I should like you know terminate this pregnancy right like you were like take care yeah. of <laughs> I don't know I'm I, I know that I'm kind of like stuck on this but I just think there's something really magical in this formula mm-hmm. that I really want to like with personally of like what are the other things that I feel torn and stressed about maybe not to that extent but but and how can I offer how can I ask about them in a way that makes space and allows me to be wowed by the outcome Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. continue on with your story (laughs) absolutely well that was the first time that I was like unshakable that was unshakable evidence to me that was like Mm -hmm. oh no they're listening someone listened and someone responded like they this was real and after that the dream started after that, I would say, and I had prophetic dreams all the time. I would have dreams about things and then they would happen. I would have dreams about things that were happening that I didn't know about that I would find out the next day happened last night. And I dreamed it and saw it, the whole thing. I had dreams about my great grandmother who, before my grandma passed, my great grandmother was like my, she still is a guardian, but Um, she would come to me in dreams and direct me in my life, like help, like basically just help me with questions that I had at the time where I was having a hard time breaking up with one of my boyfriends. And she came very clearly and was like, Vanessa, 
you need to do this right now. It needs to happen right now because mm-hmm. of basically what she was saying and not so many words, because a lot of times it's not words, it's yeah. emotions and feelings that are being thrown at you. You have to do it now because of the direction that your life needs to go in. So now is the time. This is the fork in the road. You have to do it now. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I've been like being wishy-washy about it for I'm really months curious. probably, to be honest. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the dreams came in when you, because of your belief? Do you know what I mean? It was like your your belief allowed yeah. um, your gifts to sort of turn on? I think so. Mm. Yeah. And actually I hadn't really thought about that before. Um, yeah. I would say that that was the catalyst. Yeah. That's when everything started. Yeah. Um, I do think belief is like really, that. really important, right? Like sometimes it comes, it, like, sometimes oh, you're yeah. doing that dance where you don't believe and you're not sure, but, blah, blah, blah. but then once you actually do believe, I almost feel like your guys are kind of like, okay, yes, now we can like come in and it, we can have some fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I do think that now that you're saying that, cause there's another like pretty profound experience that I have <laughs> psychic experience that I had with my sister. I was following her through the candy store and she was like walking in front of me and she's like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't think of the candy. I can't think of the candy that I want, but I, I'm so excited to get it. I can't remember what it is though. And I blinked and I was like, I know what it is. And she goes, what? And I said, snow caps. And she turned around she did like the slow turn. <laughs> yeah. And I, she goes, how did you know that? And I said, I don't know. I just saw it. Yeah. All of it happened after it was all after. Mm-hmm. yeah after that the so image yeah that I, the image that I have is like the um the the belief or the faith it it like it like opens the door like almost it actually feels like faith is the the door jam <laughs> yeah, you know when I you feel- were in school like you were in school and there was like the door jam that would like prop the door open it almost feels yeah. like that allows things to flow so it's not you know when we don't have belief there's not really like it's not it's okay, right? All things are okay, but the door just closes and then we have to open it. I think some of us live in a space where we like open the door and shut the door and open the door and shut the door. But there's something about really? like, as your faith deepens that it just props the door open. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Of course, Kylie coming in yeah. with the metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually once had a mentor who was just like so not everyone's going to resonate with a metaphor. So let's <laughs> talk about some other ways you can break down concepts. Because you can't so teach metaphor. Yeah. He was like not um, castigating metaphors, but he was like, some people need a diagram or visuals <laughs> and some people need a story. And that's very funny. Um, he's not wrong. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, 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 what does it look like? I guess my question is, and a little bit, I know the answer, but what does it look like now, right? Being someone, you know, I think I'm always fascinated by, you know, we talk about this, this as, what's the question I'm trying to ask? What does it look like now to have a like open ongoing relationship with spirit? Like, right, just this like kind of open dialogue and being someone who's so intentional about their channeling, you know, what's the day in the life of Vanessa Love when it comes to channeling and having this door open and connecting with spirit oh my gosh 
a day in the life well an ideal day in the life where I get to do yeah. all the things that I want to do <laughs> right because sometimes <laughs> the day in the life is making your daughter scrambled eggs and <laughs> totally yeah. and she does something like ridiculously cute and I just like can't turn myself away from her um okay actually can yeah. I interrupt to tell you a hilarious story about my daughter that has nothing to do with what we're talking about but <laughs> yeah that's of course all right so we're traveling we're in um, a hotel, my mom and my kids and I, we got one of these like adjoining room situation. Right? Yeah. Kylie's okay. actually recording from a bathroom right now, y'all. In case you're it's, wondering yeah. why, if she sounds echoey, it's because she's it's also- I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. yes, Eva asked before we started if anyone needed a body break. I was like, we're good. Cause I'm just already sitting next to the toilet. Just here. <laughs> yeah. Just here. Um, so, so Bernie was in her room. It was like, but the kids were going to sleep in the room next door and Bertie was just like not having it. She's just like overtired, overexcited. And she had this little stuffed animal that my mom had just gotten her. And my mom was like, Bertie, if you don't put the, like, you have to lay down and go to bed. If you don't lay down and go to bed, I'm going to have to put the stuffed animal in the other room. What, do you want me to put the stuffed animal in the other room? And she goes, you want to go to bed? And Bertie goes, um, put the stuffed animal in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. When you're outsmarted, <laughs> like she just mm-hmm. keeps, gives zero shit. So it was just like, clearly staying awake is better than whatever this stuffed animal is going to offer me. <laughs> and my mom came out and told me the story. It was just like, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for this brief intermission of a birdie story. Please carry on. Uh, a day in the life is looking like waking up, um, movement mm-hmm. so I like to do yoga first and stretch and then sit and meditate I like to meditate quietly first just with nothing just silence and then after that um some sort of kundalini meditation that ends in chanting that's like my favorite thing because all, all of those things have all of the elements that I need to feel mm-hmm. balanced before I start my just that's the tone for the day basically. So if I can stretch my body, stretch my meridians, you know, do some energy work on myself, check in, see what chakras need help and um, do that first, have silence and do my breathing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. That's what will make me feel so good. And I think, you know, when I, when I'm feeling good like that, that's that's when I channel the best and that's when Mm -hmm. I am the best mom. That's when I'm in the best mood, you know? So like I said, it sets the tone for the day. Um, And then what about the rest of the day? Kylie, I'm wondering if your question is, is also along the lines of like, now that you are so grounded in not just belief, but like experience, you know? So if someone, I guess, well, so I feel like this is the way that I'm, I'm seeing this question, right? This, maybe this is just my question, but it's like, okay, if I'm a newbie and I'm like, okay, so I'm just kind of starting to like commune spirits. I'm just understanding what my gifts are. Like I'm open and they wanted to ask you, but like as a seasoned person who's had been living in tune with your spiritual practices for like for so long, um, what is that like, how does that show up on in the day-to-day, even not, not necessarily like through meditation, but like, um, does it just like kind of pop in, you know, like when you're at the grocery store <laughs> or like oh, when you're, yeah. when you're yeah. driving in traffic, that kind of thing? I say, yes, it does. And it'll be like, mainly when I'm doing something like, kind of like, that is like mundane, like mm. when I'm doing the dishes or folding laundry or 
honestly when I'm putting Avon down to go to bed and I'm just laying with her just relaxing and open not particularly thinking about anything yeah when the mind's all of a sudden things will come in yeah Yeah. when your mind really isn't like engaged elsewhere it's like moving meditation actually like because doing the dishes going for a walk or um like folding laundry those are all things that I feel like are moving meditations for me and um yeah I'm just like relaxed and calm and open during that and that's when it likes to when it likes to just pop in mm-hmm. and I'll like hear my grandma's voice all of a sudden mm, and it's not even that I need point. to go rush and sit down you know I don't need to like I'll just close my eyes and take in. yeah yeah and like listen and be be with it all well and I love what you're what you're putting forward because I think it's a reminder that like our um I think we can separate right we can like put like our spiritual experience up on a pedestal and then we're like oh and then I do the dishes and feed my kid and like live the rest of my life and I think where you're taking us which is what I have thought you would you know thought your answer might be along these lines is this idea that like there is there isn't a separation but I appreciate the like groundedness of the way you're offering that there isn't a separation right like it's when Mm -hmm. we're just simply at ease in our daily life that we just like hear what we need to hear what we might want to hear you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Wait, can we jump to this question so yeah. Vanessa before we were started recording we started chatting a little bit already and I know that this is something that you mentioned that I really was like okay, I want to make sure that we get back to this you've been in the game for I think you said maybe 13 years now like doing energy yeah. work yeah and you said something about how, what did you say? You said that like, you, you know, you were doing this before it was trendy and like, we got it easy now, right? Like (laughs) people who are like doing this work now, we have it easy. And I'm curious if you can do that a little bit. (laughs) So rewind to 2008 and I just started doing energy work and I was wanting to practice on everyone because I was obsessed. And I was like finding such a difference in my life. I was making a difference for my sister who was pregnant at the time and was just like horribly sick and helping her feel better was like, oh my God, this is real. Like it's really working. I just wanted to share it with everyone. And yeah, telling a few people about it, like literally laughing about it. And I even remember doing a session on someone once and they had opened their eyes like halfway through the session and saw like what I was doing with my hands started laughing and I was like what like and it and honestly like it I was like whatever it didn't and it, it just didn't throw me off my game because I was so like concentrating and like in on what I was doing but yeah and I think I, I felt so so strongly and so firmly I'm like no this is this is the future of medicine like this is the future of medicine like it will be put with it'll be in hospitals it'll be everywhere it's not going to replace anything it's not supposed to I feel like it's supposed it's synergistic you're supposed to be doing these these things you're supposed to be doing these things at the same time and um energy work can be used as um preventative beforehand but then it also can be worked with really easily in alongside like western medicine so I just I felt that so strongly that I just didn't care (laughs) 
just moved through it, moved through it and kept asking everybody. And, um, did you feel any, you know, even with my, that? I know you said you didn't care, but I feel like for a lot of people who are new to this work, there is always a little bit of like, so I, it sounds like you had a real resolve, but at the same time, I'm curious if there was like, <laughs> once you had the sort of like people laughing you in your face experience, like how did you, did you tell people like, Oh, I am a Reiki match. I do Reiki. Were you embarrassed yeah, yeah. about that? Or were you just like, Nope, don't care at all. No, here's the thing. Like at that time, of course I was a lot younger, but I was like, you're dumb because this works. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like then you're dumb. Like I'm the one that should be laughing at you because like, really like that is hilarious. You're really missing out you know, like that was my attitude at the time. Like I was like, whatever you're missing. It's like, I had this amazing, like chocolate or something that nobody's had. And I'm like, well, then you're dumb that you want to take a bite of this because it's amazing. (laughs) What? You're going to make fun of me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think we we need that resolve in order to I mean, you could say that about anything, anything, like even entrepreneurship, like there's a certain amount of like resolve yeah. that you need to go for something, um, that may be unconventional that you care deeply about. Right. Some people say and there's also a certain it. amount of delusion too, which is, or a certain yeah. amount of, you know, there's whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it, but I think of crazy, the yeah. little, you know, <laughs> like how they say, like, um, yeah, well, that's, that's to right be... back to the, to the duality, mm-hmm. you know, of like this, like, I'm so sure about this. It totally works, da, 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 you know, and, and then I'm going to put it out there. I don't care what other people say. And you just keep talking about it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that too. It's good medicine because we can, um, yeah, we can just get caught up in this idea of like, well, is this real or not? Or can I believe this? Or, or I was actually talking about this today in a program that I'm teaching. And we, we were just talking about this idea that like, one of the, um, actually, I'm curious for either of you, one of the things I shared in my program is like, well, I have some tells, right? Like if, that I know if I'm like in the energy of channeling or receiving or like doing energy work, there's a certain kind of physical experience that shows up for me. It usually starts at my heart center and kind of like spreads through the rest of my being. Um, but I'm curious, now I'm kind of like fascinated with something, but do, do, do either of you have like a tell or like a like a way of knowing when you're really like locked in or is it just so normal that you're like, oh yeah, well, this is just my everyday. Does that question make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, do you want to go first? Sure. I, I feel like I feel um, the, the best way for me to describe it is like, you know how you feel when you're underwater? Mm-hmm. Like you're still on the planet. You're still mm-hmm. here, but you're underwater I and it feels this. different. Like the... Yeah pressure is different so it Mm -hmm. you know your body feels different because you're submerged and you could still hear everything that's going on above the water but it sounds different it's muffled Mm -hmm. you can also hear things that are happening underwater that people can't hear when they're up there right like that's probably the best way and you see right like you if you have goggles on you can see totally clear underwater and but when you're looking into a pool or into water from above it is a it's a completely different universe so that's that's probably the best way I can describe how how I feel um Mm. I feel this completely submerged or enveloped feeling of some of something else 
Mm. I love that description. <laughs> it's making me think of being a little kid when you would like lay in the bath and like put your head uh-huh. in the water and like spin your hair back and forth like Ariel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I feel like we've all done. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like I didn't even need to ask if you'd also done that because I knew the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're if you were a child with long hair during a certain window of time, mm-hmm. this was a like, yeah. you did that for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, How about you, Eva? You know what? So I feel like this question has been asked a couple of times on this show, which I love because I think Maybe what it, by me, because I think I might be obsessed with it. <laughs> well, I, cause I think it's, it's interesting, right? We want to know what other people's experiences are. And I t- totally am with you on that. And I think what I, something, I think it's, it comes in all different ways. And I think it's different for every person as well. So I think that's why it's interesting to ask. Cause it's like, well, what's your tell, right? Cause um, I also think we take for granted our tell right? we take we take for granted our tell is that what you said you bet. We, yeah. yeah i think we take for granted our like what we take for granted our tell so so we don't recognize that that we're experiencing kind of confirmation because we just overlook it mm-hmm. you know? yeah 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 for sure and i think that was my experience for a really long time um for me and again, this is why I think learning about human design was so helpful for me. And also like so many of the beautiful conversations we've had on this podcast is, have also been so helpful for me. But for me, it's so body, like it's physical, meaning it's an, so what I've learned, I think human design is helpful because they've had helped me put into words what I couldn't put into words, but it's a body knowing. And so I'm like, a, there's different authorities. So I'm a Sweenic authority. So meaning it's just like, I just know, something really quickly. Like it just comes in and it's not a voice. It's more just like my body is like, oh, this is, I can't even explain it because it's not a verbal thing. And it's also Mm. not a mental thing. It's not analytical or intellectual. It's completely like my, almost as if my body has its own intelligence and you could take my head off of my body and there's no brain (laughs) involved, but your body Mm. is its own alive organism. Right. And it's like, yeah. So it just, it's almost like, I can't, I can't explain it, but I know, I know very quickly and I'll just like have something kind of like, you know, as they say, downloaded and I just feel it physically. And I almost want to say it's emotional because emotions I think are also very directly tied to your body, but it's not just emotion either. It's like all of these very alive things happening, Mm. but it's subtle. It's not like, it's not this like intense thing. Mm. It's like, it's very, it feels organic. Mm-hmm. I love this because um, one, I love this because you're such a cerebral person. So like what to Vanessa's point in the beginning, like the way that we contain our own opposite, I just love this balance that you're, that is like, you, you, you make meaning in this really like intentional, like you think in a very intentional way. Like you, you basically like, I feel like you use the thinking mind to your advantage in a way yeah. that most of us are just like at its mercy <laughs> and uh you, so I love that there's also this part of you that's like yeah 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 that's fine mind but is my, but your body meanwhile is like but we're over here already knowing yeah um for sure I'm I found this interesting I'm an emotional authority do you know what your authority is in human design Vanessa uh sacral mm-hmm. it's curious all right this is not a human design episode but I'm, now I'm kind of fascinated by it but I'll <laughs> I'll stop my tangent <laughs> but I do think like what's important what I want to say about that for listeners who might be 
some of our listeners are, you know, they've got this down on lock, which is like listening to their intuition or their guides or whatever it might be. But um, um, I would say for me, it the <laughs> it's made such a big difference to say like, oh, I'm going to, I used to like get these intuitive nudges. And of course, you know, there's always this dialogue of like, you need to trust your nudges. And yes, but it's beyond that. It's more like there's a real confidence I think that you can like own it be like if you hear that own it and just like go in go into that and that just makes like such a big difference that is actually how I got to Florida from Chicago when I was moving I literally followed my intuition on every single pivotal moment like every question that I had I stopped asked my intuition I heard an answer and that's what I did like literally from start to finish and I moved from Chicago to Florida from the time that I made the decision to moving in was four months wow oh I had a lease I had roommates I had like there were so many things that were like roadblocks you Mm. know you just exposed for me a huge limiting belief which was like oh yeah but that was back before Vanessa had was a mom like I literally like like I felt this voice like rise up that was like that sounds nice but that's not available for you <laughs> like not you guys can't do that anymore so I'm just filing away that piece of data to <laughs> to at a later date Like you are allowed to access, to to live your life by 25% intuition, but if it, you know, anyway. Yeah. It like basically the story being like, if it involves other people, meaning like in this case, like my partner or my children, it's Uh somehow, I can't, I can't lean on my intuition to make those decisions. Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for teaching me something. (laughs) (laughs) So what was that journey like? Were you nervous or were you like, were you just in, did you feel that sense of trust or was it a grand experiment that you were like, you know what, what's going to happen if I just follow my intuition? Like, what was that process <laughs> Yeah, it was like? kind of both. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question because it was, it was kind of both. I was like so fed up with my life at that point. Like I was like, dude, something needs to change. Like whatever, you know what it was? Like, have you, <laughs> I love Seinfeld. I don't know. I've probably never, mm-hmm. never said that out loud before, but oh, I, I love really Seinfeld. Do. I love that show. Yeah, I love that same. show. And then do you remember the show where George is just like, I'm just going to do everything opposite because I always fuck everything <laughs> up, right? Like I always screw <laughs> everything up. So I'm going to do the opposite of what I would normally do. And suddenly he has this like amazing life. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. It was like something along those lines. Not that I felt like I was always making the wrong decision. Well, I, no, I take that back. At that moment in time, I was like, I keep just making the wrong decisions. So why don't I find a different way to instead of like you know thinking about something until my brain wants to explode or solely going with my emotion you know um I was just I'm asking something else I'm gonna ask Mm. a different part of myself and see what happens and I think I was just so willing to see what happened at that point because like like I said, at that moment in time, I felt like I had just screwed things up so much. <laughs> like things were so not how I wanted them to be mm-hmm. at that moment that I was like, 
this, this has to, it'll, this has to do something, yeah. you know? And also like, if it doesn't work, so what, I'm not going to be any worse off than I am right now. Mm, like, yeah. I just was like, whatever at that point. But so those moments like, are so fertile. I those moments are happen. great. Right. It's always those moments where you're just like, it's either like, I, I yeah, those moments can be just be so profound. Cause it's like a, sometimes it's a fuck it moment, but sometimes it's a, you know, I'm, I'm tired of suffering moment, but sometimes it's just like, uh, I'm so humbled. Like I'm so humbled to do something differently because obviously I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I will happily open up my heart and my mind to do something mm-hmm. differently. And that is incredibly hum- humbling going back to what we were saying at the beginning, which is like, I don't know anything actually. And that yeah. is, um, and I don't mean that in a self-disparaging way. It's actually like living in the, I don't know mind. It yes. opens up your world to endless possibilities. Yes. A hundred percent. All the possibilities and all the learning. And at that time was when I really started to get into manifestation. And I really, I was listening to all the Abraham Hicks, like on repeat, I was um, reading Pam Grout and like doing all of her experiments. And I was just like, I was so into it. I was like, this is real. And, um, and so I was doing that along with it. And I thought to myself, cause Abraham Hicks talks a lot about like the larger part of yourself. And I thought, what if I just did that? Like, what if I just did these four things that they recommend that you do every morning? Like, I wonder what would happen. And I'm, t- I am telling you, it changed my life. It changed my life for sure. Wait, what are and the then four what things? would happen? I'm not, a, I'm not actually a big uh, Abraham Hicks person, but I am curious, like, what are the four things? Yeah. Um, if I, yeah, if I can remember, so here we go. Let me try and <laughs> try to remember what these things are. So it was, um, well, for me, I know I would sit down and meditate every morning I wanted to say the first thing was go outside. So go outside and connect with nature, connect with, mm-hmm. connect with the outside, connect with the garden, connect with everything, start to notice everything and then be grateful for all of those things. Right. So it, actually it's appreciation, have appreciation for all the flowers that are blooming in your garden and like, mm-hmm. just get into this like really elevated state of just, and I love nature so much that it was not difficult for me to connect to all of those things and be so wildly appreciative that they exist and make life beautiful and smell good. You know, the backyard just smells so good and um, the cool grass on your feet and all of that. And it just gets you into this different space. And then it was the the rampage of um, appreciation of things in your life and just following that, going over it over and over and over, just letting one thing after the next come into your mind that you have already, that you already have. Um, it was connecting to the larger part of yourself or spirit or the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. And actually having a relationship and speaking to that energy and in a way of, of also appreciation. So thank you for seeing me, knowing me, directing me, speaking to me connecting with me. Thank you for being there. And that would be like the third thing. Um, And then I feel like the fourth thing would be after all of those things, then think about your desires. 
Mm. because the point is to put yourself into this elevated Mm. feeling Mm -hmm. this I could get myself so amped up and like so high on the flowers outside my window and like just honestly like the sky like get out of here the blue it's so beautiful and like you know all the things happening right outside my window and um even though oh here's something key I feel like even though I wanted to leave Chicago I love Chicago Mm. and I was thinking about how much I love this city and how like all the things I love doing in the city all the things I would take people to go see who came to Chicago like I just I loved it and and I'm ready to have an experience somewhere else you know what I mean like it's not, oh, get me out of here. I hate this. You know, I really feel like that would have just, I probably would have manifested myself into a place that I didn't really care for in yeah. Florida, but I moved somewhere that I absolutely loved. I loved where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so was, I think those were the four things. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. That's actually not what I was expecting. When, you, when I hear sometimes about like manifestation, I thought, I thought it was going to be more strategic. Like this is how you should claim your mm-hmm. desire. But what you were talking about was much more, um, and what Abraham Hicks was talking about in those situations. Yeah, that, that is mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> because it really is, uh, it's so much about emotion. And like, I, it's so funny. I posted about it today about manifestation, about how your thoughts create your reality and people get it, get it twisted real easy about how <laughs> your thoughts create your reality. And they get scared to think bad thoughts. And that's not what it's about. It's really not. Um, and I did a whole post about how your dominant thoughts, right? So if I, if I was dominantly thinking about how much I hate Chicago and I need to get the fuck out of here and I hate it, well, that would bring in a dominant emotion, which then would, that's my, that's my homing beacon. That's what's coming out. You know, like it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead loving where I'm at and that's, I'm, I'm sure everybody has heard, I don't know, I feel like it's a common thing to hear, like love where you're at. And some people are like, how am I supposed to do that? You know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. in certain situations, but being okay, accepting and loving where you're at actually does help you get to your next desire, even though it seems backwards. Mm. I really love this idea of your dominant thoughts. Like somehow that's like clicking for me in a way that, that, you know, it hasn't before, you know, I talk a lot about how, it's not your thoughts that create reality, it's your beliefs, blah, blah, blah. That's like my like little handle. But I really like this idea of like doing like an audit, right? Of like, what are your, what are your dominant thought patterns? And are yeah, they and like the whole, what you want? Right. Yeah. And the whole post was about how like, guess what, you guys, we can control our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Our, and- our whole body works on its own it's automatic we don't have to think about it we don't have to think about breathing we have to think about our heart beating it's magical <laughs> it just does it but our thoughts our thoughts we can we can control that even if it takes practice you can control it so yeah so what do you want your dominant thoughts to be I'm almost I'm picturing an ocean liner you know, my dad's a fisherman, right? So I know more about boats than most people. And like, he's like, the bigger the boat, I mean, this is like common knowledge, but like the bigger the boat, I'm just laughing myself that I had to give you all this interlude about my, my like maritime knowledge. Why was that important? I don't know. 
but the uh like the bigger the boat the slower it turns right so like like if your dominant thought pattern is like really big like if like you know 80 percent of your thoughts are it's so big that you don't even see it that you don't even think it's a thought you think it's reality that's how big some thoughts can be Mm yes oh god that Mm -hmm. is so true and so like Mm -hmm. those thought patterns might have to move like one degree at a time but they're still moving right and like mm-hmm. it might move more slowly and if it's a like you know some of them are like smaller and they can turn around more quickly but um yeah, well, I want to do like a good and that's why it's a practice yeah you know it's a practice it's a practice and some practices take longer than other practices some practices you know practice practice turns into habit And so if it's taken you 30 years of thinking this way, give yourself some grace Mm -hmm. that it, you know, that in two days, (laughs) not going to, you know, yeah. as with the turning of the ship, you know, in two days, it's not as if, you know what I mean? Like, don't expect that, like be, be gentle with yourself and, um, you know, every day I would do these 40 day meditations and, um, yeah, after the second day, I didn't think that my life was going to be miraculously different, but I will say that getting into the habit of doing that particular 40 day meditation at the end of it, I looked back and I was like, holy, holy crap. My life is different now, 40 days later, because I made that change. Yeah. I can feel it. And I can see it in my reality that things have changed. Yeah. So you have to give yourself grace when you're changing something that has taken X number of years to get that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this conversation so much. I love talking about thought work because it's just my favorite thing to do. And it's kind of, kind of like my jam. It's what I love helping people with the most also, but I want to actually, for selfish reasons, steer this conversation more towards this idea of manifestation and energy work, because that's Mm. something that Kylie brought up in the beginning, something that I guess Mm -hmm. that this isn't something that I was aware of, that this is kind of also part of your magic. So we've talked about manifestation in, um, you know, what you just explained, which is like sort of like really that profound, like feeling of appreciation and love can be part of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I guess I'm curious. Yeah. Do you have more to say about also what your relationship with energy work and manifestation is? that I'm really mm-hmm. curious about. That's something I'm really curious about. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting because um, what what made us put these two things together, because Kylie definitely helped me with recognizing this. Was it in the, I feel like it was in the records, Kylie, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was so, it was so persistent in the records that like, just for context, y'all, like usually when I'm working with someone, I'm like, um, you know, like try to leave it open-ended. Like, I don't think my job is to tell you what to do. Even when, even my channeling is much more like, well, what do you basically, (laughs) like a lot more like, you know, doesn't pin down a definite answer, but working with Vanessa, like consistently her guys were just like, it's manifestation. She's a manifestation teacher and she's like, she needs to know, she's, she's already doing it. She just needs to like label it that. Can you make her talk about manifestation more? Manifest- <laughs> I can like literally even now feel it coming back up in my throat that they're like, manifestation is her thing. Does she get that? Because manifestation is her thing. <laughs> like real persistent. <laughs> yeah. So for me, what was happening is when I was, when I'm teaching Reiki, when I'm teaching energy work, I 
I guess, was subconsciously inadvertently teaching manifestation because at the end of these classes, my students would then come back and they would start, you know, they would be sharing what's going on in their life since they learned energy work. And they were like, oh, I manifested this and this happened and that happened. I just thought about this and it happened. And, you know, and I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like, I love manifestation and law of attraction. Like, it's my, like Kyla would say, it's my jam. Like, I love it. <laughs> and, um, and so what, then what we realized, what we were realizing is like, oh, 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 manifestation is energy work because you're moving energy. You're, you're moving things around. You're Ooh, I love within that. yourself. I love that. Yeah. Within yourself. So especially in my Reiki level one class, which by the way, like I'm so obsessed with it because and learning how to do work and learning how to do even just Reiki level one, it's all about you. It's all about getting yourself in alignment. Well, in order to manifest, you've got to get yourself in alignment. Like we were kind of just talking about your thoughts. A lot of people. Okay. So this is how I feel about a lot of the population is sleepwalking. You get up, you do the same thing every day, get out of the bed on the same side of the bed every day, get your coffee, go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, get ready for work, go to the office, you do that thing all day, and then you come home, and then, you know what I mean, like, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about this in a way of, like, people who are unfulfilled in their lives, do you know what I mean, like, if that was a fulfilling thing to do, then it would be different, but if they're not fulfilled, and because they're not fulfilled, they come home and deal in a certain way, whether it's Netflix, whether it's like pizza or like eating and then getting obliterated every weekend because that's like your time. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like getting in touch with energy and getting in touch with yourself and connecting with yourself is like, it's like that key thing that then starts to change the game. Um, because then you start to awaken things within yourself and start to realize that moving the energy, moving your energy is possible. And it, and again, like it starts with your thoughts and it starts with your beliefs. And then when you realize that everybody can do this, that every, everybody can plug in and shift the energy in their body that starts to help you again, have different beliefs, different thoughts which cause different emotions, which cause you to act different, which then changes your life. And so that's energy work. You know what I mean? Like getting, getting that super connection again, like I was saying at the beginning um, from the first question is connecting with your inner self, realizing that you can commune, you can talk to this other part of yourself and start to figure out what do you really want? Because I tell you this, my motto in life is we are here to have fun. Mm-hmm. We're here to have fun. We're here to have a good fucking time. Amen, work less, sister. play more. <laughs> work less, play more. If you do that and you find your thing, even, even if it's not the end game thing, you're always going to be evolving. But like, what's your thing right now that you could do that would make you really happy? And then follow that and start, things will move in your body. It's, it's going to happen. And with that comes like, you know, Kylie mentioned that I do medical Qigong. It's because also I'm kind of obsessed with the body, like, and, and health in the body. 
because I want to be on the planet a long time having fun. Like that's the, like the whole thing for me is like, how can I have the most fun possible mm-hmm. while I'm here? So and I remember thinking about that. There was this really pivotal time. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, if I mentioned this before, but yes, I've been doing energy work since 2008. But before that, um, I, I'm, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. So I do hair. I do skincare. I do, I'm, I'm an esthetician. I do facials and things like that. But there was like a, a, a come to Jesus moment when I was working in an office. And that was I why I gave that, that. I can't even imagine the Modessa love that works in a fucking office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> even? Can I tell you that? Okay. I worked in a cubicle, which I can't wrap my head around anymore, but <laughs> my whole cubicle in order for me to like deal covered in everything tropical, like Mm. pictures, calendars, photos, little things on my desk. And people would come and hang out in my cubicle because it seemed like a luau. (laughs) Oh yeah. I feel like you then probably got in trouble because everyone was in your cubicle. I probably, yeah, I know. No, seriously. I'd be like, you want to get laid? And then I grab my lay from like the- I love that. Throw it on them. And like, so I'm sitting in this cubicle, this cubicle, and I looked over at somebody that I worked with, and I just saw he hated his life. He absolutely hated it. And I remember spirit, or my intuition, or whoever at the time, being like, "That's where you're headed if you stay here." And I was like, "Nope, this is not what I want to do with my life." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I I went to cosmetology school, which brought me, which brought me to aesthetics, which brought me to like massaging people which brought me to energy work, which brought oh, I me love to, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with like, the bread, the the bread time, problems, it all led like, you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So at the time I'm like, I'm going to beauty school. And my dad was like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> what? And I was like, don't care what you think. Going to beauty school. Like that makes me happier than I am right now. I don't know what's going to happen after that, but it opened so many doors. I was an educator for an organic skincare line for like 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. It was beautiful. I loved it. It That's brought me awesome. to so many things. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And, and I love what you were saying about, I just want to say, I totally hear you on the energy and energy and manifestation thing. And I think, mm-hmm. um, the, I don't know, maybe I'm going to get on my soapbox for a little bit, but I think that sometimes this idea of energy work can feel like it's this very esoteric, intangible mm-hmm. thing that people are like, I had that. I mean, also instead of talking about other people, I'll, I'll just talk about myself. This idea of like, what is like energy? And, yeah. but it's like, it's, but because Kylie knows, you know, this is what our podcast is also about, like taking the intangible or impractical or taking something intangible and making it very practical. Like, I think energy work is very practical. It's very like, it's just <laughs> being in, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you have you, you have control over whatever it is, like you're the mood, the energy, the emotions, the thoughts that create you, you have, you can do your magic on like figuring that out and getting clear and feeling good. And that, that can be energy work. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's so many mm-hmm. different kinds of energy work and, and there's probably so much more I want to learn actually about like, you know, taking it to maybe more advanced levels. But I also want to say for people who are maybe new, it's like, it's not this like inaccessible thing. Like people are actually are doing energy work all the time. I think without yeah. calling it energy that's, work. That's yeah. where I started. 
that's where I started. And that's what my energy teacher told me. She's like, you're already doing it. I'm just helping you with this other container to help you like wrap your head around it and have something to follow. Yeah. And then that's what I teach. What's a way that someone might already be doing energy work? Oh my gosh. Well, for me personally, when I was doing it, I was doing it in massage Mm -hmm. and what I was doing was realizing that thoughts are things. And I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be like in my head crying about something of that was my own while Mm. I was touching somebody else. I felt Uh, that connection. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it does. And so if I was having a rotten day or just like in a, in a bad mood or whatever, when I was touching that person, I consciously, and this is real, I would think about puppy dogs, ice cream, and rainbows, like over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah, me too. And I was just like, nope, rainbows are really great. There's so many colors and they're so beautiful. And I, I would do that while I was touching that person. Cause I, even then I believed that there was some kind of transfer happening. Yeah, right. I still didn't know what it was but I still felt like it was there. Yeah. Um, And also like, you know, for people who are just starting out and I love um, how Eva was talking about making you guys about what the show is actually about, about making the intangible practical is um, a book called the dancing wooly masters. And it's all about how energy work is physics cool. the dancing energy work wooly masters wooly w-u-l-e-i uh-huh. i believe and it's by gary zukov oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah he wrote oh, C- yeah. he wrote the seat of the soul yeah yeah um but he wrote a book called the dancing wooly masters and it brings it talks about physics it talks about physics and how physics is energy and i read that book and I was like oh my god and to this day I'll one of the ways that I want to switch up my energy classes to Reiki classes is by talking more about quantum physics in energy work because like Mm. that's what it is yeah it's a hundred percent what it is things are happening happening instantaneously I can do energy work on both of you right now at the same time and you'll feel it now it's not even the speed of light that would really immediate yeah that would really speak to my scientific brain or like like analytical brain that kylie was talking about and also my metaphysical i love that it'd be like a a convergence of the two yeah actually oh my gosh how have we not landed on this quantum physics is like (laughs) yeah i feel like it's your jam it's so rad like I, i i would say like if i could go back to school if i like went back in time or if somebody was like hey you want to do this again and like gain like gain this knowledge, but like keep everything you have, it would be like anthropology or quantum physics, Mm. like that I would study for sure. Yeah. Um, Can I interject for a second and talk about going back to your question, Kylie, about how, what's an example of someone doing energy work? Like even without knowing that you're doing energy work, something that I like sometimes will share with my clients is like, I I actually believe that anytime you are bringing your attention back to the present moment, that is energy work because we all Mm. know what it's like when your energy is leaking, right? Cause you're like thinking about mm-hmm. the past and the present. And this is so funny because this is also where like the meditation 
and my, my meditation mm-hmm. practice and like, you know, present moment stuff all comes in because literally anytime you're back in the present, it's like, like you, like for me, I just feel like I suck in all my energy. It's like, it comes back to me and I'm just physically actually like act on a very tangible, in a kind of tangible way in my body, a little bit more energetic. Cause I'm not so tired thinking about all the mm. things that I need to do, but also like on an energetic level, it's like, I'm not giving my energy out and leaking into all these other places. I'm just in the here and now. So like, mm-hmm. I think that's why people feel good when they come back to the present moment. And there is something energetically happening there and you're already mm-hmm. doing it. You just don't have the language or the awareness. You wouldn't call it that. Or you may not have like the awareness or be so intentional about like, that's what you're doing, but that's what you're doing. Yeah, totally. I feel like there's so many different people uh, connecting with others too that are doing energy work in their own way that don't like, don't really realize that that's what they're doing. Mm, yeah. You know? I think um, I, the other image that keeps coming in my mind as we're talking is like, when you come up behind someone and you like gently, like place your hand on the snarl of their back to be like, Oh, excuse me. Like, cause like I was just at this, I was just at a wedding this weekend. Right. So it was this moment anytime, like these little moments of like physical touch and recognizing like the deeper, energy exchange that's happening there yeah. uh mm-hmm. also seems like another moment where like energy work is happening mm-hmm. without us oh you know another thing is prayer mm-hmm. you know think about prayer and I think that's energy work yeah for sure especially you know you've got um in church, sometimes they'll say like, oh, you know, let's send prayers to so-and-so yeah. and your family, right. you know, you're sending, you're sending these positive thoughts, these, um, asking again, like this whole asking <clears throat> being specific and you're asking the, all that is to look over this family, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be, but definitely, definitely prayer. Yeah, I think also what I'm realizing, you know, I've heard you say a million times, everything is energy. And I think what I'm realizing is how much I've excluded from everything. (laughs) Like when I hear you say that, right? Like, I think I hear everything is energy. And I think I'm realizing I'm still holding on to a very limited scope, right? But like, of course, prayer is energy. Like, if everything Mm -hmm. is energy, then yeah. everything is also some version of working with that energy and what I'm hearing you saying is like when we get intentional about that like you're already yes. doing yes. it so it's more about getting intentional about something that you're already doing rather than like l- learning a brand new skill mm-hmm. mm. oh that's a cool perspective <laughs> even though I've literally heard you say this <laughs> this is why side note I tell my clients all the time and they're like oh I said that one time so I can't say it again nope you should say the same thing over and over again because people mm-hmm. need to hear it a thousand times until it finally registers yeah mm-hmm. okay Vanessa what is the most fun thing that you've manifested most fun thing that I manifested. Yeah, just like fun or like outrageous or just like it's, a good yeah. It's so easy. Okay, great. My daughter. Oh. Because <laughs> I didn't think that I could have kids. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. I know I told you that I had a miscarriage when I was 17. And between yeah. that time, nothing ever happened. Mm. And um 
I didn't think it was possible. And then, as I said, my, my life revolves around fun and experiences. And um, I was turned, I was about to turn 38. And I thought, oh my God, I cannot let this life go by and not experience that. Mm-hmm. That like must be such an amazing experience. Like the whole thing, like being pregnant and having this being living within you, I can't miss that. That can't be a thing that I miss out on. And then I was, you know, I was thinking about everything else too that goes along with it. And I was, then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to have this experience. And so I, I started asking, I said, you know, I, I, I want to have this experience. I want to do this and sort of like affirming and putting it out there to the universe. I'm saying yes to this because for so many years and also like that miscarriage experience held a lot of trauma with it besides just having the miscarriage. I mean, like a lot of things happened with my family and like a lot of things happened with people in my life that were not good. And um, long story short, I think what happened was I very strongly energetically blocked it after Mm -hmm. that. And I think there was a lot that got blocked after that. And so not only putting it out there, but also listening when spirit answered back and said, talk to your friend, Amber, about this. So I talked to my friend, Amber, about it. And she was like, we need to see what's blocking this. And so Mm -hmm. I had, I think, three sessions with her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's it. we, We got it out of the way. Let's see what happens. And I was like, okay, well, I'm open. I'm open to it. And so basically affirming and saying, I want to have this experience. And I think that's also really important in manifesting of like, why, you know, like, oh, I want a million dollars. Why, why do you want a million dollars? Why? Cause you, then you start to get into the emotion. And so I got yeah. deep, I got deep in the emotion of like, I want to feel what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I want to feel what it feels like to hold a child in my body. That's wild. <laughs> it's still wild to me that that's a real thing that happens, you know, like, growing that child, the child moving in your body, feeding the baby with your body. That's nuts. I want to do that. You know, it's like getting like super deep in the feeling of curiosity and amazement that this is a real thing that you could do. Cause I think a lot of people are, I don't know if absentmindedly is this is the right way to describe it, but just like wanting something just like I said before, like, Oh, just want a million dollars, you know? Mm -hmm really getting into that though. And so I did that and I remember doing that and getting lost in it for a few days in a row. And then I just, for, and then I just let it go. I thought I, I love my life no matter what. And again, it, you know what, now that I'm saying it out loud, it was just like it was when I was 17. Yeah. If I'm supposed to have a baby and there's a baby that wants to come in and really wants me to be their mom, I'm ready now. And this is going to be the adventure of a lifetime and I'm up for it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm an open vessel and, and Aiden was like, here I come. <laughs> I got pregnant with Aiden six months later. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Six months later. It was or maybe seven because if I was, my birthday's in January. So it would have been in January that I was having all those thoughts and doing all the effort, like just affirming and saying, yes, I want this. 
and then like I said I just let it go and I forgot about it um I took that pregnancy test uh, a couple weeks after the fourth of July (laughs) wow Wow. yeah that's so funny we didn't even we didn't even get into motherhood (laughs) well that might have to be a different conversation because originally we wanted you to come on here and talk about yeah things motherhood that could be a whole separate thing right there yeah future future episode Mm -hmm. for sure yeah I love this story because what's beautiful is you're kind of actually bookending the episode for us of this moment of like Mm. what it looks like to like work with spirit to create a life that you really want you Mm know Mm -hmm. Um, and that's I think ultimately what so many of us are trying to figure out (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just really love the way you're holding up these stories they're they feel really fertile for me as um I feel of, of understanding a little bit deeper like what it takes or or what's not what it takes but like what's possible and how we might hold ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. okay Vanessa we want to tell everybody all the things that you have going on but before we get there what is something that's bringing you joy right now Oh, right now at the moment, I am right in the beginning, the very first week of a six week road trip that I'm doing with my daughter that I am just elated. Oh my God, that is so badass. (laughs) No, I'm so like, again, like so all about experiences and having fun. And this week we are in Georgia with family and she's with cousins, you know, she's an only child at the moment. So being around other kids is like her jam. She just mm-hmm. loves other kids and she's having the time of her life already. And we're in Georgia, moving up the East coast to where her dad lives in Connecticut. And we're just stopping. We're stopping in. So we're going to be in Savannah at the end of the week and then Charleston, South Carolina, and then um, Portsmouth, Virginia. And then Jersey Shore, or no, excuse me. Then we're going to Wilmington, North Carolina, then the Jersey Shore, then Connecticut, and then Portsmouth, Massachusetts, or excuse me, Rhode Island. What's wrong with me? That's when I get to see Rhode Island. Are you going to see Kylie? Wait, six weeks on the road? That is so, uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, so what a great way to spend your summer. Yeah, I love yes, that. I'm yeah. This is bringing me so much joy. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love going to new places, seeing new things. And the idea this time was to just follow the ocean. We mm. just, yeah. Oh, my daughter yeah, loves love the water. She yeah. loves the beach. But also, yeah. just how special! Like you two on a road trip together. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what a cool. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. seriously cool, mom. Points right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about you Eva what's bringing you joy uh well I don't know if this is joy or relief and it's joy relief gratitude honestly well two things okay so I'll start with the the thing that I feel like I have to say because it was just a big part of my day I just um you know as you listeners know I'm moving to Portland and today was the the day that I packed or that the movers came and put all of my stuff and Adam's stuff into a pod so my apartment is now empty and I'm really just relieved and so grateful that everything fit because I did not 
think it was our stuff was going to fit in there. I thought we were going to have to like really seriously downsize. So that's, but it feels like such a big step. I've been talking about this for so long and this is like, it's, this was the main thing. Now everything else is like a non-issue. So that's, I'm really happy Mm. for it. But actually something that I did want to share because it's just happened. So before I came home, I stopped at the supermarket to pick up some things. And as I was in the checkout aisle, I like my, my eyes just sort of like glanced at the magazines and I didn't really pay attention. And then I literally did a freaking double take and I saw a men's health magazine with an Asian man on the cover. And it's this guy, Simu, Simu Liu. I, I don't know if I'm, I think that's right. And he's going to be the next, like he's just got cast as the next Marvel hero. But mm, normally yeah. I like wouldn't pay attention I can, I'd be really curious to see how often there's been an Asian person on the cover of a men's health magazine, because there's just so like, honestly, the, I cannot believe the effect that like a magazine cover had on me like that. It just sent me down a reel of thinking of like, about all the implications of like stereotypes of like Asian men and how they're not, you know, they're, they're doc, you know, they're, they're nerds or they're whatever, and they're not masculine or they're feminine or, and, and then I started thinking about like, so here's this like really good looking Asian dude who's just like great shape because he's on the like he's on the cover of men's health and I'm like good for you homie like good for you (laughs) and of course it's like and then you start questioning like yeah but this is just like you know he's caught in this conventional sense but there's also nothing wrong with that it just had all these thoughts but the point being more that like I just can't believe that it like it really shocked me that's my my experience like it shocked me to see an Asian man Mm -hmm. on the cover of like a men's health magazine like that was my Mm -hmm. That, I guess that's what I'm trying to share was it's not so much that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited about this representation, but also just like, I shouldn't have to be shocked. Like, that's really like mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. kind of t- took me by surprise that I had to do a double take, but I think it's really fucking cool. And that made me really happy. <laughs> so that's my okay. random unexpected piece of joy for today. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also hear that like the joy is, is like, it's not uncomplicated, right? Cause it's the shock makes you like, reminds you of something that mm-hmm. you already know to be true. Yeah. And so I want to like acknowledge that. And also I want to go check out this hottie on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, yeah, I'll probably post it on my Instagram. Um, um, yeah, it looks great. Have you guys seen that trailer by the way? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's very rad. <laughs> okay, cool. Watch, I'm gonna it. Watch the trailer with him in it. It's really good. Cool. I can't wait awesome. to check it out. Will do. Cool. And oh. Riley, what's something that's bringing you joy right now? So, um, I sh- my brother got married this weekend, which, if I'm totally honest, actually feels too tender and perfect to talk about, like in our little mini debrief. But I want to acknowledge it. Um, as a way to say my mom and my kids and I are uh, in like a hold up in this hotel for the past couple of days with the wedding's over and we're staying in Portland for a couple of days to like do some fun things with the kids. And it's just been so silly and fun. It's like kind of this rundown hotel. We're in adjoining rooms. So we have the like door that closes in between. And like this afternoon, my son was watching a movie and I was um, uh, in a, in a, group program that I'm taking and my mom I told my mom like go for a walk you've been doing everything and Bertie like shut the adjoining door so I was like locked out of the room that my kids were like the whole thing is just like funny and silly and 
uh my kids are sleeping in these like giant beds or say normally like normally my daughter's in a crib and now she gets like giant bed <laughs> and I don't know there's just something about it that I think especially after a year plus of COVID where we didn't go anywhere there's something so lovely about being like taking Desi to the like kind of like not super clean but really fun hotel indoor pool <laughs> he's like thrilled about like pressing the buttons in the elevator like all these things that I remember so well being a kid <laughs> that like it's really cute watching them be just like really excited and, like birdies like all birdie wants to do is like run into the closet and she's like <laughs> runs into the closet and then just laughs until you find her like they're just being yeah. cute in this kind of shitty hotel room and I love it so much yeah I mean I get that I'm getting like really and serious my summer vibes oh yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> like summer yeah. family vacation and, vibes mm-hmm. shout out to my mom who's like such a good grandmother and so sweet with the kids and literally Desi was at the playground today and he was like that's my he said to another kid that's my nana I love my nana oh my god oh yeah but she's been like it's just also really sweet and cute watching the three of them together so yeah my, yeah summer vibes uh summer yeah. 2021 summer 2020 yeah great yeah, yeah. hot girl right, summer so <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you what do you have going on uh yeah what's happening in your world oh my gosh um well people can find me on instagram uh, at Vanessa J Love, I'm on Facebook. I have my Facebook group, um, Magic and Manifestation. Um, my website, VanessaJLove.com. And right now, I am teaching. Although because I'm on the road, all my classes have just wrapped up. So I'll probably start that again in September. Teaching energy work, teaching Reiki, teaching manifestation. So all those things. And I think the biggest thing that I'm doing right now is the wealth codes. And that is something that actually was totally channeled. And um, Eva, when you were asking about, uh, well, I think both of you were asking about the uh, things coming in like during mundane times. the wealth codes is a six-week course that was completely channeled to me while I was putting Aven to sleep. I, I was putting her down to go to sleep at night, and uh, they just kind of knocked and were like, "Hey, we have something for you." And I was like, "Rad! I'm putting her to sleep. Can I do that first, and then we can talk?" And they were like, "Yeah, we've got all the time in the world." <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. Hilarious. I'll be right with you. (laughs) I finished putting her to sleep. I went down, sat down and proceeded to channel three pages of uh, process, I guess, on these codes. And um, that's a whole thing in and of itself, but Kylie went through it so she can talk about it Uh, too. Vanessa called me up. She was like, something wild has just happened and she read to me like the channeled writing right of just like like the description of what these codes are and my whole body I got goosebumps on my whole body just from the like written description of them I was like I don't even get what this magic is but holy shit you've you know and shown something really powerful and uh yeah for anybody who is listening and is looking to really shift 
their relationship to like your understanding of what abundance even means and mm-hmm. what it is you actually want. Um, mm-hmm. And just to, to <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's just this really beautiful deep energy work, right? So this is a really profound yeah. experience, but long story short, in receiving these codes from Vanessa, I like woke up one day in the middle of the process and I called this and I was like, I've realized something. I don't actually want to work that hard. Like I couldn't even actually see that compulsive overworking was not the desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, 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 it was hard for me to even understand that I was like, oh, I think I just want to play more. And not as like an abstract idea because I read it on Instagram quote, but like in my body could feel mm-hmm. the truth of, oh, oh, that's what the desire is. Um, okay. And it changed my entire business model, right? I like, that's when I started pivoting away yeah. from doing so much one-on-one work to doing more group programs. It changed, I mean, it honestly changed everything. And I know I'm actually still in integration and I think I will be into, I think I will be until October to be honest, because it's really mm-hmm. big, like, all the way down to the like bottom level energy work. Um, and so if you are someone who has like persistent anxiety about work and overwork and abundance, Vanessa's your girl, go sign up for the wealth yeah. course. It will change your life. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy about that for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Ah, Vanessa, this was so beautiful. I knew this was going to be just so lovely. And it, um, I feel honored to be able to share this space with both of you ladies. Thank you for joining us. Agreed. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I'm you, so honored you. to be asked to do this. Thank you. Take care.